mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Welcome to the new year. Hello. Hello. 2021. What I know. the fuck? We're currently in 2020. So this I'm is acting. A future. 
dear future self, nothing's changed, right? <laughs> it's the same. Just a little bit later. Um, hello, everybody. This is an advice podcast. I'm Megan. I'm joined with my co-host, Melissa. Together, hello, Megan. We make, <laughs> together, we make up the, um, the duo. 90s, 2000 rapper Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> if you stack us on top, actually, I feel like he's smart, but I was like, if you stack us on top of each other and put on some baggy jeans, it's actually just Eminem. Uh, Hi, well, my name is. My name if, is. If we want to be completely truthful, I don't need you to stack it up. I don't need. Is that a, because a my initials are already Eminem? Oh, true, 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 true. <laughs> you don't need me. You actually don't. I'm just the glitter of this situation. And I've accepted it. Um, this is an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you're brand new here, what happens is we play your voicemail or your voice recording, and then we give you advice. And we give you advice that, you know, we want to hear... Um, if we were asking for advice, sometimes it's tough love, but it always comes from a good place. And we, what we lack in credentials and degrees, we make up for in having opinions on everything. I so love that you say that. Now. It, because it's, it, it, it feels so right. And I just feel like we finally encompass really <laughs> what it is <laughs> um, and why we're just, we've got opinion. I have so many opinions. Like yeah. when people are like, Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. I'm like, well, it's not like an asshole for me. It's like a poor. I have millions. <laughs> I have so many opinions. You have no idea. Uh, we ask that you are 18 or over. Get your parents' permission before you call in. And you also got to keep that voicemail or voice memo under three minutes. Otherwise, you will be cut off. Not by us, by like technology. Mm-hmm. And um, you will be shamed. So write it down. Practice what you're going to say come up with like all of the details and if you hold back we know and you like we, we know tell. and the only thing that we can do from there is go with not only what we have but then we have to make assumptions about certain things mm-hmm. and sometimes those assumptions are not you think that the truth is bad tell us the truth right what our assumptions are most likely are going to be a little bit worse but um but yeah what's new with you uh you know then Balls Working. deep into uh, directing a huge audiobook that there's 80 actors. And so, and one of them so far, I still don't even have the full actor list, but one of them so far, which if you're part of our Patreon, then you already know this, is a uh, Tony Award winning actor. Which Megan knows who it is. I do. And it's I do know who it is. Huge. <laughs> it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like insane. I'm just I'm 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 so obviously we're recording this like in this is what is it's December something right now. Yeah, it's December nineteenth it, right now. And even by the time this comes out, I still wouldn't have ha- I haven't recorded with them yet. So like yeah. Oh wow. But I'm just so happy that like I mean, you're always so, if people don't know this about Melissa, you're always so fucking busy and you Mm -hmm. have so much stuff going on all the time. But I'm also like, especially happy that this is like, not that your work isn't always exciting, but like, this is like a shitty time of year during the holidays to like not Mm -hmm. necessarily be with other people. Like, I'm so stoked that like, you have, obviously you're getting like paid and getting like a cool job, but like, 
it's like excited like you know what I mean like yeah, it's like something like fun was, and cool and you're was, stoked about it yeah and I was like smiling the whole time just yeah. so you know you are the first person that I told but you didn't <gasps> see the text message but because we were already texting when I got yeah. like we were texting when I got the email but it just makes me happy because like yeah. it is like I'm I there's so few and far between things right now to like it's it's we we it's mm-hmm. we're all pretty low. It's hard to get excited. Yeah. And like especially this time of year when everything's so shitty. So like I'm so happy that like, you know, I obviously like I, you know, me were I was like, I hate that I'm leaving her in LA. Like this I is know. so like, even sucks. though we weren't like together, no, but, but like it's still <laughs> it's just like the symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> like we No, we like for real. Like I feel like like I know that you're like thousands of miles away at this point. And like, I knew that, but like, it wasn't like we were seeing each other before, but I still I feel the distance. It feels weird, right? That, Even though, okay, I mean, great. we That's did see each too. other a couple times where we were doing like drops of like, yeah, Thanksgiving food. food and yeah. Yeah. But no, for, I feel the same. I feel yeah. the same way. <laughs> like, they, I see you. I see you just as much mm-hmm. as I have for the last six months, nine I months know. or whatever. But yeah, it, I don't know. Feel, maybe it's just the background feel yeah. different. But yeah, I'm excited for you. I can't wait till people um, know like everything mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Because like even just like we I was like geeking when it was just like 80, like 80 people like when it was just huge yeah. and then it became like oh and those 80 people are fucking cool yeah like it's so sick uh, oh. fucking crushing it fucking crushing it thank you get that i was gonna say get that bread but then i started doing it to the, the song of get that head get that bread and then leave and that's just not <laughs> professional in this in this situation for your job oh maybe a different job well Anything um, else before we get in or should we? Um, I just want to do a few house clean oh. things. Um, please do not DM us uh, at, for asking for advice, please. That's what the show's for. So please call in. Um, please, if you're under 18, make sure that you get your parents permission, um, especially like especially if you send us something in a DM like, no, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also don't ask us about don't DM us asking us why you didn't get in the Facebook group or why <laughs> you're still not getting it. It's because you didn't follow directions. Mm-hmm. So uh go back, read things carefully, follow the directions. Uh I think that's it. Yeah. And also I will say too, if you also got kicked out of the Facebook group, um th- I will also there are some exceptions to that. Like there was one time that like we like looked into like someone who like I recognize their name, like have been in the group for a long time and like I had no memory of any problematic behavior. Like you and I talked about it and mm-hmm. then I looked and it was like, "Oh, I accidentally did it at like 4:35 a.m., which meant that like I accidentally did it." But mm-hmm. if you're messaging and then you <laughs> the ones that have been killing me is the DMs I've been getting people going, "Um I got kicked out of the Facebook group. I think it's because of X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, "Okay." then then yeah so it has been kind of like you know validating for me the people who've been reaching out have been like i got kicked out i've like never posted but i loved reading everything and i was like yeah that's why you got kicked out said a thousand times that you can't just be in the group just to read things you have Mm -mm. to be an active member because it's not like a secret that's like the thing Mm -hmm. that like i try to get through to people that it's like these aren't people like secret people posting their seat like these are people who have like their names and pictures attached and they're sharing really vulnerable stories or sharing really personal intimate kind of stuff and when you're just like watching that it just Mm -hmm. doesn't it just feels sketchy and like icky and like it doesn't feel it's supportive and not in like sexy way 
No, it's not sexy. Not sexy at all. But um, have been happy to see all the new people in the group, though, and like who are like actively participating. And, you know, that that makes me that that makes me excited. So me we too. do like having new people in the group. It's just mm-hmm. we're very, very protective of everybody in it and making sure that, you know, nobody nobody's coming through and being an asshole. So should we uh, let's get into the update. <gasps> um, so I called in uh, with my coworker, he was acting like really weird towards me. And this is after like, I had found out that he had a crush on me. Um, and I, it was for the episode with, um, Jesse season five, like episode six. Um, and he started like acting like really cold towards me. And anytime, like any, I worked in a police precinct, but I was like, not a cop, like nothing like that. I like um, how you, I like the disclaimer. That. She's like, not a cop, a cab, not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was a victim's advocate. So like I had okay. to basically anytime somebody made a police report, I would get their information. And both of us were victims advocates. Um, and anytime like an officer made a comment about my boyfriend, he would start making like really rude comments like, oh, you know, it's not going to last. Like, you know, your guy lives out of state. Like that's really hard. And I was like, I like, no, it's, it's not. Um, and it, that's what the original call was about. Um, and after I called, it actually ended up escalating to the point of where, um, one of the officers was like, Oh, like, are you meeting his parents yet? And I was like, yeah, going this weekend. And my coworker, like dead ass in front of everybody stands up and is like, I don't think you should do that. I was like, Oh, why? Like, it's none of your business as to what's going on. And he's like, you're moving way too fast. Like what you've only been dating this guy for a month. And I was like, no, (laughs) none of your business. Yeah. Um, and I actually ended up going like to my supervisor about it. And I was like, he's making really rude comments. And her solution was, um, well, maybe you should just be nicer and not bring up your boyfriend in like the workplace setting. And, you know, he's trying to keep hit. And she's like, I spoke with him and he's trying to be very professional and you're making it really hard for him to be professional. And I was like, I hate <laughs> women like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're setting us back. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're fucking right. You're making it harder for the rest of us. You bitch. Mm-hmm. And HR was no help either because, and again, our HR woman for our unit was also a woman. And she was like, well, um, I'm not going to talk to him because he hasn't expressed any concerns, but I can move you to a different like precinct location. And I was like, but there's only two precincts that are open and it would both would add an additional hour commute onto my already oh. hour and a half commute. And also he, you're not the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. I was literally being nice. I like stopped talking about my boyfriend at any time. An officer would be like, Oh, how is he? Like, are you going to see him this weekend? he would have to, he would make a point to say something that it's not going to work. Ew. Um, and what really pissed me off was because we were working from home just because where we live, they got very strict and they told us, even though I was considered an essential worker, they didn't want us going back into like the precinct locations just yeah. because they're like, cops are not following the regulations at all oh my yep. gosh Surprise. shocked like, like the people shocking. that are protect wow. and serve no way following um, the rules so they're just like well you're a civilian so we don't want you getting like anything happening to you can we just say um, that doesn't so that like, feel like a derogatory word civilian mm, 
Doesn't like it feel like an insult? Yeah. It feels okay. like I have like no power. But. Yeah. Because I think of that when I hear other people use that term. And I was curious like, in the workforce if it also kind of feels like it feels like a kiddo. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, kiddo. Yeah, I, I had I had um, an officer tell me like, well, you're a civilian. You don't know anything about the law. And I was like, <laughs> I studied this for four years and then additional two years to get my master's in what you do. So, right. And you know way more than they know. Yeah. And also, even what they know, they're like, well, I also know the loopholes in the like that. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you. Mm -hmm. It was it was a great time, but I'm no longer working there. So it's great. Great. Hell yes. Um, And I don't work with cops now at all. So still in a victim service field. But yeah, I mean, that shouldn't be part of in it shouldn't be part of cop duties Mm -hmm. like it shouldn't fall under the same purview anyway yeah well i'm sure it was an uphill battle for a lot of stuff like a lot of like it like it makes your job harder like your job like one said it shouldn't be related to that at all and so like i'm i'm sure that like it's it you you're not necessarily back that you weren't necessarily in a position where you could help as much as you like wanted to and like mm -hmm. all of that stuff like i'm sure you faced a lot of like obstacles fucking stupid obstacles Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. <sighs> they would they would pull out like technicalities and it's like pretty much like i'd be i'd pull out like their code book and be like this is what it says this is what you should do and they're like well you know because it was raining that day or like some utter bullshit of like well i know this better than you and i know like what to avoid like doing anything for this case oh trash to work with foster kids so it's great <gasps> oh amazing oh, yeah hell yes a cab every fucking day. <laughs> but I'm, glad, I'm, I'm so glad she got out of that fucking situation. Mm-hmm. Me fucking too. I was worried. I hate, ugh. There's like nothing shittier than like when you, like work, you're already, you have to be there mm-hmm. and you're doing shit. And then when other people make it like a job that's already hard, even fucking harder. And then like in a social way too, like it's just like, why, why, why are yeah. you making everything worse? fucking happy for her very very happy we'd love to see it all right now on to our first call hi megan and melissa and possibly guest probably not though um as we all know it is the quarantine still so probably not um anyway i'm just gonna get right into this call um I am calling because my boyfriend and I, we've been dating for five years. We just moved into our first apartment with our dog. And it's only been a couple of months, but pretty much since the day we moved out, both his family and my family will not just let us enjoy our new space. Um, His family decided to do family dinners, um, which, you know, in theory sounds amazing. I love his family. I love having dinner with them. I love hanging out with them. But I don't want to do it every single weekend. And they want to do that every single weekend. And we do not. I mean, we don't have a problem with, like, saying no sometimes. But, like, they're the kind of people that need an explanation every single time you say no. And like my parents are constantly just wanting me to come over and whether he's with me or not, 
They want to see my dog all the time. And I totally understand where they're coming from. But also, we've been out of the house for three months, and it doesn't even feel like it. How am I supposed to miss those people if I see them at least once to three times a week? I I need my space, and I need my independence, and so does he. And I'm just really struggling how to communicate that to both my family and his family, because I do love them, and I love spending time with them. I just want to fucking be an adult and enjoy my time with my boyfriend and my dog. Like, this is a whole new chapter in my life, and I feel like I can't even enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, if you have any advice on how I can nicely convey that to both of our families, please and thank you. Maybe just tell them we're in a pandemic. That was my going to be my suggestion, too, because... As we know, bubbles don't actually exist unless you all live in the same household. That's I the only hate the word. I, I hate, hate the fucking too. term bubble. I because just it doesn't, need to it be doesn't, done. It, it doesn't work. Like, they don't work because one person, once you, like, go to the grocery store, like, it's out. Once you do whatever essential things you need to do, you're already out. And then in this case, like, you guys plus your parents on both sides like if this were to work then you'd all have to be in the same bubble and this these are the only people you can see and I can guarantee that with all these people these aren't all the same people that you're able to see no because like if I were to make it like my bubble back in LA would have been me Moz because he lives with me and then um Trader Joe's and mm-hmm. CVS. Oh yeah, yeah. But like then they're and they're like like dist- but like they're that's distance, like the thing. But it's that's still... the thing. Like I think of like any per- like CVS is a part of my bubble. Yeah. Like and therefore every person who's like in and I'm not going, but I'm going mm-hmm. by proxy because Mots is going. Exactly. Like, and that's the other part that like we only have one person from our household who like goes and does stuff because it's like if we both went to CVS to like pick up, so we go to CVS to like, pick up my double. medication, then like. Double exposure. I would what I I come closer into contact with one other person, then he comes in close. Like mm-hmm. it just completely doubles it. Even if you're going to like the same places, like yeah. just because you're adding more bodies. So I think like you guys, you acknowledge the pandemic at the beginning of the call, and I know people like get upset when we like make things about this, but like I think this is a great way for you to express this like to your family, like in like hi. Uh, you know, we obviously like love seeing you, but it's really not, it's really not safe right now. And I want to, we want to enjoy our new apartment. And we actually, it's weirdly a very serendipitous thing that like, we actually get to like, it's a pandemic and we're moving into this new place together that we can't really see other people. And so like, it is kind of a great excuse for him and I to like really celebrate this time, just him and I together. And it's also about protecting your safety and everybody else's safety around us. And it doesn't mean that we don't love you, but like, let's have a uh, once a month, let's do like a family, like zoom dinner over zoom kind of thing. And like switch off in that way. But like, but even then, I don't think she even wants to do that. I think sometimes she just doesn't want to hang out with them every weekend. So I think like if, if we were giving advice post pandemic, pre pandemic, or like even like, with the zooms i would just be up front with them and be like we just kind of want to do our own thing today and uh 
Yeah. Just say that we can have family dinners, you know, once a month. Mm -hmm. But this isn't something that we want to keep doing. And I'm sure they're missing you guys. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, Especially when you were with them all the time. But just tell them, like, this isn't something that we want to continue to do. It's going to hurt their feelings. You need to be prepared for that. It's going to hurt their feelings. But sometimes you have to put yourself first. And you have to put your foot down because if this is what they expect in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. they're going to expect so much, so much, so much, so much more. And yeah, it's not personal, but they also have to get the like, there, there are ways to like spend quality. Like you don't have to spend quality time. Isn't necessarily like, Oh, every single weekend, like this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. and it will get easier. Like it is going to be like an awkward, I'm sure like an awkward conversation at first, but I think like, it's about deciding, do you feel more comfortable issuing a blanket statement first of like, but like, and you reach out before they're asking you to hang out? Or do you feel more comfortable in the moment when they're like, hey, let's hang out this weekend? And it's like, you know, I, we obviously like love hanging out with you. But like, um, we've been talking about it. And um, we really like want to spend some time together and like, just do our own kind of stuff. And like, we obviously miss you. And we love you. But like, hanging out every single weekend, not only is uh excessive and dangerous in like the pandemic but also like we it's not giving us the opportunity to really like enjoy this like new space and like new time together and so like let's like how about like and like pick a date like how about let's do like a family zoom this time or this Mm -hmm. day or whatever and i think that can be yeah and there's like friends that i have that they want to um facetime like every weekend and for me first of all i work pretty much every day as it is but like when i am done working like I need that time to decompress mm-hmm. and it, that means that I don't want to talk to anybody during that time or like for in your case you're probably like busy all during the week this is your time for you guys to just have time together without having to worry about work or school or whatever you're doing um yeah so like they they need time like just let them know that you just need time you just yeah. need time if they're gonna be upset with you over like this understand that like you are doing the right and safe thing and so like take a step back if they're going to be upset and like unplug from caulking for a little while until they can cool down but like you don't have when people are upset with you in that kind of situation for like this stuff like if we're going to be being specific to the pandemic um you don't have to listen. It's it's not your responsibility to listen to other people be upset with you over the choices that you're making that are protecting the safety of you and others. And so if they start talking to you in a way that like does not make you feel good or makes you feel really guilt trippy and bad, like you are, you are an adult and like mm-hmm. exercise that right and ability to be like, you know what, this is not the kind of, com- this is not a productive conversation and this is not something that feels good. So I will, I'll talk to you later and mm-hmm. like make those really strong boundaries now. Cause again, if you don't make them now, <sighs> post pandemic yeah and they gotta be you guys like be safe taking care of everybody and like i know a lot of people like when this sounds like well like this but this and this and like these like excuses and all of this kind of stuff it's like no you don't want to see them right now and we're in a pandemic so like it's just it is a right like this is you have an opportunity to like set those clear boundaries but i even though i'm saying like make sure you're talking about the pandemic too just because i want you to be safe and your families to be safe um don't don't use that as like the excuse to get out of the party 
Yeah. Like, because it still needs to be like these set boundaries. So it's not like, oh, the second that like we're going to go back to normal, it's going to be like this again. Mm -hmm. It's about setting those boundaries and addressing the fact that we're in a pandemic and keeping your family and you safe and everyone who you interact with safe. Because, yeah, not even just you guys, but like the people that like at the grocery store, like, you know, someone who's buying groceries for someone who's immune compromised, like all of like healthcare, like workers and all of that kind of stuff. It's just like that. That needs to be the, the safety of it. Hi, Megan, Melissa. Um, I love your podcast a lot. So I'm 18 years old and I'm a Pisces. So I'm calling in about a situation that I have with a friend. So around this time of year, everybody, um, so I'm a senior in high school, they're like getting into college, making their decisions. So me and my friend both got accepted into this one school. And if I'm being honest, it's probably my top choice and probably where I'm going to end up. And for her, I never really heard her bring it up until I did. And I honestly would prefer to go to a college where there weren't people from my high school, but I understand, like, that's not realistic, but I kind of just want a fresh start. Um, the problem is, is when I talked to her about it, she basically said that she'll go if I go. Like, if I go there, she's going to, like, follow me, if that makes sense. And that's pretty much why she wants to go there. And she's also like, yeah, like, we can go together and we can room together and rush for, like, sorority and all this stuff which I know like it sounds great but I know that we'll get sick of each other and I honestly um kind of just want to branch out in college and meet new people and like especially the roommate thing I just know that we would not um get along and it, it wouldn't be good and I don't really know how to tell her that she shouldn't make the decision because of me and if she does go there that we probably shouldn't room together I don't really know if I'm overreacting for being annoyed, but I'm just not sure how to handle the situation. So I appreciate your help. Bye. You're not overreacting. This is Melissa and I's worst nightmare. Yeah, wor like completely worst nightmare. Um, I don't know how big the school is, but uh, I went to a state school that was like, 20 minutes from my hometown so therefore most of the people I went to high school with were in that school and I didn't ever see like I saw them all the time but like we weren't friends because I feel like there's mm -hmm. just a natural divide when you go to college and if you tell her like I think you'll get your fresh start but if you tell her up front like I don't want to room with you there's, I mean, there's delicate ways to go about this, but saying like, um, you know, like to preserve our friendships, I hear that a lot of people that are friends, if they room together, then it just ruins their friendship. And I don't want that ruined. So like, I don't want to be roommates with you. And then like for the sorority thing, like rushing together, just because you rush together doesn't mean you're going to end up in the same sorority at all. Yeah. Um, And you're not going to be like with her while you're, going through all that um mm -hmm. what what else does she bring up well what? i think the the like you said with like the, i think a good excuse um or a reasoning to say for the roommate thing is also just saying like you know i want to go into call like i think it'll also be great too because then like you know we'll be able to meet more people and like mm -hmm. i can meet your roommate you can meet my roommate so that we automatically have like more people like as opposed to just being us two but you do have to tell her yeah. because it like she will be so disappointed like that like assuming there will be like a natural falling out will work only if you're not roommates yep 
But if you agree to like be roommates or and you don't kind of shut down her like accept like that thing of being like, you know, like I like I'm excited to go to college. Like, I think it'd be really cool if like we like went to like the same college. But like, I just like want to be up front with you. Like, I obviously care about you as a friend. and I think you're awesome. But like, I really want to like have like a random roommate so like I can meet some like new people and like especially with like Russian sororities and stuff like I don't want either of us to feel like pigeon held to like feeling like we have to like the same sororities and like we can be friends if we're in different sororities like I don't want uh our college experiences to be like to be dependent on both of us like liking and wanting to do the kind of like exact same thing because like I don't know what I'm gonna like in college like I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm gonna want to do and I think like it'll be we'll be so much better. We'll be able to maintain our friendship and be so much better friends. Like if we have like our own stuff and our own things. And like, there's a, like, I know so many people who like went through rush with like, whether it was like people that they met at orientation or like friends, whatever. And like everybody kind of ended up where they ended up. But if you don't create those boundaries with like the root, like, because she might then choose to go to a different school Mm -hmm. and like that, that's good. (laughs) Like if that's what it's writing on. Yeah. And like, even like within my friend group from high school, like two of the gals in my friends groups, they were like best friends since they were like in diapers, basically. Like they were neighbors. They roomed together in college. Don't speak to each other anymore. Me Mm -hmm. and another girl that we weren't like the closest, but we were still like in the friend group. We don't speak to each other. Like we stopped speaking to each other after the first semester because like she left and became an RA and it was like it was just like this weird tension that was within and I just don't I don't think that and even my sister her like best friend that she's been with that's been her best friend since they were little like they decided that they weren't going to room together in college because of you know it just doesn't work out even though that they're like basically sisters mm-hmm. they don't they didn't room together and they're still best friends now and they're yeah. like 27 28 I don't know 29 I forgot it I made fun of her because she's gonna this is her last year in her 20 Mm. um and so like I just I just think that it's gonna naturally happen even if you guys room together you're gonna fall out and even if you don't room together you're gonna have a natural separation so either way it's gonna be messed up so you just Mm -hmm. gotta be upfront with her to begin with yeah I think it's just easier to like set that precedent beforehand because Mm -hmm. like you do feel an obligation to a friend and you shouldn't your first fucking weeks of college like you shouldn't feel an obligation to anybody you don't know anyone like you shouldn't have those kind of like lasting things and also it it is uh, the amount of people who like I again I didn't go to college for a long time but the people who like their roommate was their friend from high school or whatever those people didn't become friends with them because they Mm -hmm. didn't hang hung out with just each other like that's not it's not like a an it feels weird. Like it is just kind of like a different situation. Like there could be like, oh, we're friends in college, but like, yeah, like we were in high school, but like we didn't room together. Like that gives people like a, oh, okay. Like you're trying to, you're not just trying to like recreate high school in this Mm -hmm. circumstance. But yeah, I I mean, I would feel so weird by this. if like a friend, like Sydney and I applied to like only a, maybe like one or two of the same schools. We, We got into like one, we had like one overlap and neither of us, like neither of us went there. And it wasn't like a, Oh, now we have like, and like, she's like my sister. She's like my mm-hmm. best friend. She's the only person, only friend that I could room with. And like, I could have roomed with all of college, but like, it wasn't like a, oh, we're not gonna go to the same school. It was just like, there, we have different things that we want to do and like different kind of stuff. And we have different like goals and things that we want out of college. And like, I'm sure it feels also pretty fucking weird that like this person, like she's kind of just copying you and 
it's not like a coincidence because she is resting a lot of this heavily on uh, like you guys doing things together. So it doesn't think that this is like a selling. Like, I think you are the selling point to the school, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of pressure that you do not need. And, you know, it's not a mean thing. She might be upset, but that's also not on you at all. It's not your responsibility. And she'll be more upset if you don't say anything. And then it happens when she's already at college. Mm -hmm. Awkward. Mm -hmm. Y'all. Okay, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and, and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not 
getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you 
and listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan. Hi, Melissa. I'm calling you guys about this guy I'm seeing. We started dating slash seeing each other about a month ago, and so far it's been great. We get along really well. Uh, for context, I am 21, I am an Aries, and he is 23 and a Sagittarius. He's really creative, um, whereas I'm quite academic and logical, so I feel like we complement each other quite well. Uh, and yeah, I just feel really comfortable around him. He's really in touch with his emotions. He makes me feel really comfortable. I feel like we can talk about anything, and so far we've just been having a great time. The problem is our sex life. We have not had sex yet. And this is not for lack of trying. By the third day, I invited him over to mine. Um, and basically, he just couldn't get it up. I thought this was okay. Like, no big deal. He told me that he hadn't had sex in a long time because obviously we've been in a global pandemic and that this hadn't happened before. And I didn't think much of it. Thing is, it's now been four or five times I've either gone around to his or he's come over to mine. And it's been the same thing every time. We start making out, things get hot and heavy, and then he just can't get hard. Obviously, this is a really sensitive topic for guys, and I don't want him to feel bad about himself. But I have made it clear to him that I really want to have sex. Um, how do I go about making him feel comfortable? Um, I don't know if he's just really nervous. He has said that he really likes me and now it's just become a nerve thing. But obviously, I think it might be something maybe more medical. So I've, you know, recommended that he see a doctor. But I realize this is something that must be quite um, nerve wracking and maybe emasculating for a guy. I hate that word, but you know what I mean. Um, I've kind of jokingly said that we should do the TikTok trend where we both take Viagra and see how long we can keep our hands off each other. Because uh, I feel like maybe if we both take it, it's less of an issue for him. Um, so basically, my question is, well, A, is this a deal breaker? Should I just stop seeing him? I do really like him, though. But I can't imagine a relationship without a sex life. Um, or B, how do I make him more comfortable around me? Is he maybe just not attracted to me? Or is he just really nervous? Or is this a medical thing? How do I go about this? The other thing I want to ask about is obviously we've done stuff in the bedroom. I've gone down on him and he's offered to go down on me multiple times. But every time I said no, basically my ex refused to go down on me and we dated for two years. Absolute dick, I know. But now I have this huge fear about guys going down on me. I don't know. It just seems really scary and intimate. 
How do I get over this fear of having a guy's head between my legs? I really want us to progress as a couple and make things official at some point, but I don't know how we can go about this if A, I'm scared of him going down on me, and B, we can't have sex. Thanks so much. Bye. Why is this a trend, first of all? Second, you shouldn't be taking medication that you haven't, that you shouldn't be taking. Like, if you don't need it, then you shouldn't be taking it. I mean, that, like, for you. I mean, he mm-hmm. might need it, but he needs to go to a doctor and get this checked out. It might be, he might be on other medications that um, are inhibiting him from getting an erection, or it might be stress. It There are a plethora of reasons that it could be. And I wouldn't like think if, if he's going out with you and having a good time with you, it's not because he's not attracted to you and yeah. he wants to go down on you. Like he wouldn't, people that, that aren't attracted to you would want to give you head no no (laughs) so so it's not that um so that's that issue um how how would you go about like telling or suggesting that to someone because it sounds like she already did in a roundabout way Yeah. So I think the key thing here, like she's already done that. And then like the other part is like, is this a deal breaker? And so the thing is for me personally, like it's also about like incentive. So like it's about, okay, no shame. Like, yeah, there's so many different factors or reasons why this could be happening, but have, are you, do you care as much about this happening and making a change as I'm trying to care? Because like, you've only been dating him for like a month. Like, it, and you don't want to like, obviously like push him to do something he's not comfortable with or like whatever, or anything like that. Like it is like you are treading lightly. So there becomes, there gets to be a point where you've bring, brought it up enough times and he's choosing not to like go to the doctor. If he's embarrassed or feels uncomfortable about it, then that's fine, but that's on him. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not your responsibility to be like, oh, okay, this thing that's really important to me, like, he feels uncomfortable like there's a certain extent of feeling uncomfortable and like feeling nervous and like awkward and like yeah it's emasculating quote unquote but those feelings are like temporary like there are things that if it's not solution not even solution if it's not action oriented then it just becomes like complacent in it and then it's just like i don't know like i don't know what we're doing then because like I would like if we can change this, but like, I'm not going to push you to do something that you don't want to do. So then maybe we're just like not that compatible. And like, maybe it's something that like, he's not like, it could be any sort of like reason. But if he's not, if he doesn't want to fix this, like more, like then, then that's just kind of like where it is. Like, it has to be a level of like, I always say like, if you, you can't complain about something, you have no plans on fixing or Mm -hmm. no plans on like making a change on and so i think it just does get to a point where does is that is there do you want to make a change like do you want to talk to a doctor and if you don't want to feel comfortable talking to a doctor that's okay like that's fine that's your life but like sex is important to me and this is something that i need in a relationship and that doesn't make you a bitch for like not wanting to like yeah because again it's not even it's about the incentive it's about like this is something that's important to me and I'm seeing that this is not of equal value or importance to you. So therefore, we're just not compatible. Like, and that's okay. But I think um, I would, I, I agree that I don't think that he would be offering to go down on you if he didn't, unless he like knows that you don't 
like that. And then he's just like doing it knowing that it's not going to happen. But I would assume like he is attracted to you because people don't, you don't really do that when you're like not attracted to someone. Um, and I think if you don't feel, I don't think, I think if you don't feel comfortable with that, with him, I know, I, I think if you don't feel comfortable with someone going down on you, that's okay. And just mm-hmm. because he's now not able to get hard and you can't have sex doesn't necessarily mean that you need to break down something that you're, you know what I mean? That like, if you don't feel com- like comfortable, because like, I think going down someone is so much more intimate than having sex. And if you're not at that level where you feel like you can like trust him and like that, because your ex made you feel a certain type of way about it. Like you don't have to be like, okay, well, fuck my feelings. He like, now I have to do this because we can't do this other thing like are their hands being involved is he like fingering you are you getting off like that way um but but I think she does want him to go down on her she's just like mental mentally not ready for it yeah she wants to get she wants to figure out how she can get over how she can feel more comfortable yeah I think it's I I think these are really connected because like it is intimate to have someone's fucking like head between your legs. And like, I, I, if not to project, but if this were me, I would feel like it it can feel, obviously it's hard for the person who's like, has a hard time getting hard, but like there, I'm sure there is parts of it that feel like, Oh, are you attracted to me or anything like that? And then you're supposed to feel sexy and relaxed and having someone go down on you, which in the back of your mind, you're wondering if he is attracted to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that you need to have a conversation with everything as a whole with him to be like, here's the thing. I like, I know you've offered to go down me. I like, I really appreciate that. Like, um, here's a little back history. Like my ex never used to do that. And like, I, not that I don't want to call it a complex, but like he really got in my head. And like, now I have like these like insecurities about this. Yeah. And it's not something that I, it's something that I really want to work through. Um, but I think something that's really tied to that is like, it feels really intimate. And um, I, I know that this must like, you have no reason to feel like ashamed or like weird or anything about what's going on. But like, I can't but help like, <laughs> feel like, I, I know it's not like, I know that's probably not what it is. But like, I can't help but feel like a little insecure, which is making me really not feel comfortable for having you around me because like, I don't feel sexy. Like, I feel like I'm not like you're not attracted to me. And like, I just think that like, sex is something that's really like important to me. And I don't think that I can have you go down. I think we need to figure all of this out. And, and I, it, yeah, and just like on the reverse of that, he might be feeling the same way, which is why he can't get hard too. Yeah. And I think if you can both just be super open and honest and like have a conversation that we're you're talking about it and it's not like in the moment, like, oh, this night, like, uh, uh, and then you don't bring it up again, like bringing it up when you're not naked, if you're not having sex, like mm-hmm. having this be a conversation and then like, sure, maybe try you. Maybe it's just like the verbal affirmations that you both need, that you both find each other sexy, you're both really attracted to each other. Like that is like maybe that will help. And but other than that, I think like it's coming up with an action plan of like would like or would you feel comfortable like talking to like your like doctor about it just because like the 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 self fix of like a Viagra or something like that's not <laughs> that's not getting to the root of the problem if you don't know what the problem is and it could just create a bigger problem mm-hmm. like it and I think like it's yeah there's a lot of th- th- things that could be going on but like it's if you guys can't like have come to communication with this kind of thing it doesn't really matter how great on paper either of you are you just might not be compatible because it also might not be like as big of a deal like you might yeah you guys might be weighing these things kind of differently and being like well not okay 
But like, like you, but him taking Viagra could be like, it's like you said, it's not going to fix like the core problem, mm-hmm. but like, it's, I think just like the reverse of that, that would be like you getting super drunk and then letting him yeah. like feeling comfortable enough for him to go down on you. They're not fixing either one of the situations. You have to figure out why. I mean, we know why you, you're not comfortable, but like, work through that figure out how to work through that and that's like a slow process of building through that and like Mm -hmm. it's unlearning like self-judgment and behavior that somebody else had like instilled in you Mm -hmm. and so like it takes a while to kind of unlearn that and if he's not comfortable talking to you or talking to his doctor about that i don't know how you would feel comfortable do unpacking that with him too. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a level of communication and comfort. And it's valid that at one month, you guys wouldn't necessarily feel that with each other. And that also doesn't necessarily mean that like, oh, let's stick around for three months to still see if we do. It might just not be the right pair. Mm -hmm. And this feels like something very fixable. And it could not be like, it could just be like a incompatibility. And this is how it's like manifesting Manifesting itself. itself. Jinx. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i think if you won't talk to like a doctor or anyone about it then that's kind of like that's it's allowed it's you're very allowed to have that be a deal breaker mm-hmm. doesn't make you a bitch at all because it's not about it's not about the dick it's about like the actual like incent like being proactive and you know all that let's go to the next one hi megan and melissa i hope you're doing well i have a rather unique dating problem So for a little backstory, I graduated college in May. College took me forever for reasons I won't get into. So I'm 27 and I just graduated. Before all my classes went online in March, I had a crush on this guy. We'd have really good conversations before class, but I never got a chance to get his number. School went online and the world went kind of crazy and I lost contact with him. Fast forward to now in November, I'm on Tinder and Hinge. I found this this same guy on Tinder a few weeks ago and it reignited all my feelings. I swiped right, and he never responded. I just found him on Hinge tonight, and I'm pretty sure he's inactive on both apps because both of them have him working a job that I know only students at our college can have, and we both graduated. I I matched him on Hinge, and I it's too soon to know if he liked me on there. I reject a lot of people on both apps because I'm super liberal, and I live in a very conservative state, so I'm pretty sure that both apps are just showing me more inactive users because I rejected all the active people. So basically I'm looking for advice on what to do because I really miss this guy. And even if he's not interested in me romantically, I'd like to have him as a friend because we had really good conversations. Is it creepy that I like him on two different apps? Is it weird to like people on apps who you don't, who you know in real life? I'm pretty sure he has Facebook, so I could reach out to him there. In case you're wondering, I'm 27. As I said, I'm a Gemini Sun, Aquarius Moon, Libra Rising. He's 24, and I don't know his sign. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. We're simping after a 24 year old. <laughs> uh, I'm not too hip on the uh, dating apps, but aren't you after you're like inactive for a minute? Doesn't your profile just kind of go away? Like you don't keep showing up for people. Um, I think it should, but if you have like swiped through like a lot of people and rejected a lot of people, they do end up showing like they're you'll you'll be seeing like more backlogged um 
kind of people. Mm-hmm. I have had someone who saw me on a dating app, like, and I hadn't been on it in months and months and months and months. But we also, but we also have like mutual. I mean, we're friends, like we know each other. And so that would show up more. So if you also have like mutual friends with this person, um, I think it would probably be more likely to show up. But also, I I don't really think that in general, like I think that's me giving like big benefit of the doubt. But like, you know, when people are like, oh, it's an act inactive profile, like rarely that happens. Like it's kind of an excuse that people use when they're like on a dating app and they're in a relationship and like, or something like that. Like it's, as far as I know, it most places don't. And like, this could be the exception to the rule in the sense that like, you know, you have mutual friends and like you've swiped through everybody. And so like, they're showing you like, but also those dating apps usually tell you last active. Mm -hmm. And then also like with the thing with you saying that his work is something that's just on campus, it could be one, he didn't change it or two, like he's a student and it's something on campus. And if he was in school, then he would might still have that job or like he doesn't want to change to unemployed or just student. Yeah. So well, like I don't most of I think those both are connected through Facebook, too. So like on oh, yeah. when I was on dating apps, mine said like UC Riverside, like and I <laughs> I dropped out, hadn't gotten there in forever. But it was just like they take any sort of like identifying kind of personal information and have it there. So like you would have to change you have to go into your like facebook usually and change those kinds of settings um i will say if you have feelings for this person which you do don't try and be friends with them Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be friends with them you want to date him and you Mm -hmm. think that if you become friends with him there it's just different like it is just fully different i think there's a way that like you can think you're attracted you can think you really like someone and then you hang out and then you're like oh we're way better as friends but it's not usually like a oh i really like you but i'll take being your friend because like that's just not gonna end well Mm -hmm. um i don't think it's weird to swipe right on people who you know in real life um moss and i like i saw moss on a dating app before we started dating he swiped right, I swiped left, and I sent him a screenshot. And I was like, "I did the same thing to someone." It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's like cheeky and cute, being like, "Well, I wasn't gonna like, I don't know if you're gonna swipe right." And he's like, "Oh, I swiped right." And I was like, "Oh, it's funny." <laughs> um, I don't think that's like weird at all, but I think if I think you're kind of just like backpedaling so much of this, like if you like this dude and like you want to reach out, message him on Facebook, but like be be like forward with what you're into, but like, don't kind of be like, Oh, well I liked him on these apps, but I don't really want to reach out to him on Facebook. And like, maybe we'll just be friends. Like you're backpedaling. Like if you're interested, be interested mm-hmm. and show your cards and then see what he, if he's into it or not. But it doesn't really matter how you go about something unless you're like stalking someone, but like, it doesn't really matter how you go about something. Someone's either going to be into you or they're not. So like, I wouldn't worry about like the technicalities of everything. And I just, uh, yeah, I just wouldn't backpedal. I would just like reach out and flirt over Facebook. Yeah. I think that's like very valid because also it makes it, you're, you're protecting yourself in that sense. I think a lot of the time, like we think like if we kind of like slow ball, like go into it in a way, then we're protecting ourselves so we don't get hurt. But then it's just the long game of getting hurt because then Mm -hmm. someone's talking to you and then you're like, oh, are they leading me on? It's like, well, have I given them any indication that I'm into them? Or am I just like being nice and like 
if you don't show your intentions when you're like getting to like when you're reaching out to someone, I just think like, yeah, you save both of yourselves like a lot of like confusion and hurt if you're just like honest and you already know how you feel. So I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you just downplayed it or kind of you were going about it in a very roundabout way. You have a message him on Facebook. Hey. Yeah. Just send him a message. And I think you can be be like, hey, because uh, I mean, you've you graduated in May. Just be like, hey, just checking in to see how everything's going because you haven't talked to him since you graduated. I take it. So just like do that. And then I think you'll be able to gauge if he actually likes you or not. I would be so forward and I would be like, hey, so should I take it personally that I swiped right on you on two dating apps and I didn't get any matches or like, or would you like to have a redemption arc? Like I would like make some cheeky joke about like that. And if he's like, oh, like, that's so funny. Like, you know, like, I think you're a great friend, but like, I don't like necessarily see like that. It's like, okay, no hard feelings. Let's be friends. Like, I think like, but I'm also forward as fuck. Like I would just rather like rip the bandit off and get it over with. Um, but yeah, I would just be flirt. I would just flirt automatically. And I, I say that because I prefer dudes who do that to me. Like I would so much prefer a guy who like uh, right off the bat is so flirty and I'm like, Oh, I'm not interested. Like, thanks. So I would get that and be like, who the fuck is this stalker? I mean, it depends on how well you knew each other, but I I think that definitely depends. Yeah, But then, you know, automatically. You don't have to waste your time anymore simping yeah. and thinking about what could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. We can romanticize people like that. And also just like that. It's kind of comfort when you're like, oh, I know you. <laughs> you're not a serial killer as far as I know. Yeah. But yeah, be bold. Fuck it. We're in a pandemic. We're not going to fucking see anyone. That's what I think. Like, True. I'll just, I'll just, if I, if you, if I go for it and you're not into it, I'll just block you and never think of you again. (laughs) Time for don't blame them. Don't blame them is when one of our listeners gives their own advice from uh, a previous episode. Maybe they've got personal experience with the call that we talked about, or they have some sage wise wisdom or anything like that. Get some more insight. So what's it from? So this is from season seven, episode three, where the in the original call, the uh, girl and her boyfriend do not have their pants off at the same time because they don't want to bone. Well, yes, she wants yeah. to bone, but he wants to wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. So here is someone sharing their advice. Okay, so I got cut off last time, so I'm trying again. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for um, the girl in the episode snooping little brother who um, was waiting till marriage with her boyfriend and having trouble getting off by doing other things. I have advice for um, if she decides to stay with her boyfriend, um, although I totally agree that maybe the relationship isn't the best option for her right now. The first thing I want to say is that the idea that penis and vagina sex is like not doing that as abstinence, but doing everything else is really heteronormative because there's lots of people who don't have penis and vagina sex who are still having sex. So I would just encourage the caller to like look into that with her boyfriend and have those conversations, even if they're not going to change their boundaries. Um, I had a super hard time getting off when I first started to like receive head. Um, and I was just really in my head about like coming fast or like coming at all. Um, so I would just encourage the caller not to worry so much about coming, like find a way to just set like a time 
for um, her boyfriend to go down on her and just like experience pleasure and not worry about coming during that time. Um, it just takes away the pressure and you get out of your head a little bit. And then I would also suggest that she masturbate, which will help her learn what she likes. And then to go like a little more intense with that, um, she should buy a sex toy. And um, if she's comfortable with that and if her partner's comfortable, I think it's great to like use those together. So, you know, he can use it on her. They can make out like it's just a really like fun time for both of you. And I think would still fit within your boundaries. Um, but yeah, I did that way faster than my first one. So um, I love the podcast so much. And I wish this caller you the best of luck because I totally understand where she's coming from. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. I do love the image. I don't think that it, I don't, I can't imagine that he would be comfortable. And if he would, like, I mean, I'm not a fan of purity culture. I mean, purity culture, it's very damaging. And and like, there's no issue with like deciding to not have sex. But the image and the idea that like, imagines like a, like a giant dildo that he can like fuck her with, but he can't fuck her. But maybe it was, it's not like the, uh, like a penetrative toy. It's like a clit toy. No, I know. Totally. That makes total sense. But I just think that like that would be like that's one of those things that it's like, OK, come on. Like, good God. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it is a, gr- a val- very true that I mean, I think uh, if we want to like dive deep into like purity culture as a whole purity culture, it, it's very heteronormative. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it very, very much is because most of it is derived from uh, religions that have uh you know, and purity culture also is kind of just like grooming in itself, too, that it's like, no, you have to get married when you're very young so you can do these things and all of this kind of stuff where it's like you have like child brides, essentially. And so that in itself, I think, is very heteronormative. And I think that like having a conversation, if like the original caller having a conversation with her boyfriend about it, I think it might um, bring up some some viewpoints that you that might be also a, a potential other deal breaker in the relationship mm-hmm. um because i if if it is like for you know religious um reasons and they're talking and she brings up like well you know penetrative sex is like not the only kind of like sex or whatever i do wonder what his like views are on that which is an even bigger some, some deal breaker people call, some people call the uh butthole god's loophole god's loophole yet they still they're, they get their somewhere against gay marriage <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like well okay but yeah i i think like you know i think this is definitely like a, a tough spot to be in and not something that i i'd be able to hang with yeah but you're not religious at all no not no not at all don't know don't know anything well that's it for our episode guys we hope you enjoyed if you want to uh call us for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com again we ask you to keep your voicemail under three minutes and you are 18 or over or have your parents permission you can also follow us on Instagram, Dumplon Meme Pod, our own individual Instagrams, our videos over on Patreon. You can also support the show there. We do live streams twice a month, and it helps us keep doing this show that we we also oh love doing. We love doing it. We love it. We love it. Um, you can leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app um, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate it. We read them, and mm-hmm. it's always nice when the first one's not like. Fuck these liberals. 
hey, these fucking liberals with their viewpoints and their astrology, they're going to burn in hell. That's what I think. <laughs> what was that accent? I don't know. You know. Uh, if I'm you're... just thinking about mullets. Who? Mullets. Mullet. Oh, mullets. I thought yeah. you said mullins. M-U-L-L-I-N-S. What were we going to say? Uh, oh, if you're in Georgia, then tomorrow is the last day to vote. Um, so please vote in the runoffs. If you're in the right districts, please yes. vote for John Ossoff or uh, Warnock. Re- Revan Warnock. Very holy. And exudes, mm-hmm. exudes holiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I like he might be able to make me be religious. <laughs> like, he might be able to convince me if I got, he just looks like, I'm just him like, I trust my mom, you. Him and my mom together. <laughs> if you put me in a room with them, I'd be like, yeah, 100% God, for sure. Big fan. Love it. Love it. They just both have like those, like, I trust them energies. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, you know. Yes. I think they might be able to. <laughs> uh, I'm a little behind, though. I just too much homework to catch up on. Hey, it's never too late to learn. Well, mm. Jesus is always here to welcome you. Okay, guys. Um, anything you want to promote? Nope. No. Mm-mm. No. You can go to Melissa's Instagram though. She has all of her podcasts that she also works yeah, on. I've also ran out of space now, so I need to make a website. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. Booked and busy. Also follow me on Instagram and buy my book if you want to buy my presets and uh be safe wear a mask don't uh fuck around and don't kill your grandma or buddy white the end goodbye goodbye don't blame me is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts Edited by Katrina Henning and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.